When I was a stripper, deep inside, I loved the control it gave me over men. But deep inside, at the same time, I hated them. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Now, for this show, listener discretion is advised, as the contents of the show are sexual in nature and are intended for mature audiences only. Today, we're going to talk about the reality of the life of a stripper and how the job can affect both the customers and the strippers themselves on their viewpoint of life. On our show today, we will have Holly Sheldon Gonzalez, who was a former stripper and who will tell us of the reality of how she used men with seduction, but deep inside, the job caused her to begin hating men. Holly, welcome to the show. Thank you. Holly, thank you. I am super honored to have you on our show. And honestly, this is kind of crazy because we're going to talk about your life as a former stripper. I mean, and thank God you're not doing it anymore. And this is not who you are, but I know there's a lot of huge things we're going to learn about your life from before. So, Holly, let me ask you, what kind of men usually frequented these strip clubs? There was not a type. It was all walks of life. Young boys that would sneak in to married men, to even businessmen, older men. There was not really a type. All walks of life. Wow. So let me ask you a question. When you were younger, how did this whole thing turn out? I mean, was sexual things kind of an interest to you when you were younger? Yes. From a very young age, I was always drawn to sexual things. I Mm. was addicted to masturbation and pornography. My father kept playboys next to the toilet in the bathroom. And then later he had a video store and he would bring home VHS tapes pornographic movies, and I would watch them when my parents weren't home. Wow. Why do you think you had that kind of gravitation towards sexual things just as a little girl? Like, how old were you? I was violated very young sexually, I learned later in life. And so from that point, there was always an interest and almost an obsession about sexual things. Wow. It's almost like a dark force that was opened up inside of you by force when you're so young. Is that right? Yes. Gosh, that is so sad. So Playboys, that's usually designed for men. And you were looking at those? Yes. What about the Playboys drew you? Sometimes I would want to look like her and be desirable. Mm. And it also would ignite a desire inside of me for masturbation. Wow, no kidding. So when it came to pornography, it didn't disgust you. You were like all into it. And you were hooked into both probably the male and the female aspect of it. Is that correct? Yes. Wow. Sometimes I would imagine myself as the female or 
even as the male. Wow. So tell me a little bit about, you know, you did mention your dad. How did your dad treat you when you were younger? Like, was he close, far? I understand you actually felt devalued and you always wanted to be truly accepted by the opposite sex because you never felt accepted by your dad. Is that right? Yes. When I was a young child, we were pretty close. But then as I got older and began to develop sexually, he was very abusive and with sexual innuendos at times Mm. when he had been drinking. So when you say like sexual innuendos, it wasn't like positive things. It was basically speaking it in a very negative way, making you feel shamed and stuff like that. Is that right? Yes. He said things that were very shameful about my sexuality. Wow. So you didn't feel accepted by your dad then? No, I felt very rejected by my father. So I understand that as you grew older, you started to really try to fulfill that by meeting men, but then these men would eventually leave you. Tell us about that. Yes, I maybe would say I was addicted to relationships or addicted to the chase Mm. or would seduce men or start a lot of different revolving door relationships. And it would usually end up becoming sexual very quickly, but ending very quickly. Mm. I had a tendency to choose men who would reject me or who could not connect to me emotionally. And Mm. it would ignite that pain of rejection and that longing for love that I was so very familiar with as even a child. Gosh, that's so sad, Holly. So basically, you kept attracting people who kept hurting you. And you're pretty much only attracting those types of guys. Is that correct? Yes. It was like I was perpetuating the old pain and rejection that was inside of me. Wow. Now, I understand that before you even got into stripping, you had some huge aspirations in the medical field. But then somehow that got thwarted to stripping. Like, what happened? Yes. When I graduated from high school, I wanted to become a doctor. And very quickly, within the next few years, I found myself the single mother of two small children. And so I ended up going into nursing, but it was very difficult to work 12-hour night shifts. So looking into becoming a dancer, I was driving past one of the clubs frequently when I would work at a hospital. And I always wondered how much money I could make in one night. So you kind of wondered... Like this was an idea first that was floating in your mind, just driving by the strip club. Like, hey, I wonder how much money I can make in there. Yes. And so how did that happen? The transition, was it sudden or how did the transition happen to come into stripping? Yes. One day I just decided to go into the club and the manager took me back to his office. And the end test of the interview was show me what you got. And when I realized that I could show him and lift my shirt, then he realized that I could go onto the stage. Oh my gosh. So, you know, that's crazy to go from one thing to the next. But I guess, you know, you were at a point in your life where you've been so hurt by men. I understand that the stripping actually at first was enjoyable. Tell me why that was enjoyable at first for you. Yes, it just seemed like I had been ogled by men my whole life. So why not get paid for it? Mm -hmm. And it gave me a sense of power and control because I wasn't the victim. Mm -hmm. I felt more in control. It was my choice. And I was being the one that was seducing and the excitement of being on the stage and having that feeling of control. And that attention probably too, huh? Which it sounds like you didn't get as much when you were younger. Yes. So it was kind of like that sexuality that was opened in you when you were younger or awakened, should I say. And then at the same time, all the attention that you felt like you were lacking was all coming all at the same time. Is that right? Yes. 
Wow. So men really in your life are showing you the value of using sexuality in order to gain approval. That makes sense now why you would view doing this as a good thing. Now tell us about your first moment when you decided to become a stripper. Tell me about the first moment of the feeling the first time you got up there. It was very exciting and exhilarating and it almost felt natural for me. Like I said, being ogled and looked at and busted after by men, but this time I was choosing it. Mm, That's interesting. So rather than people just doing it when it was unwanted, you felt like you had that control in your life. That's interesting. So Holly, let's stop there. I can't believe that you know, the system had you on this conveyor belt to do something that was not your design to do. I mean, as you know, you're a woman, you are designed to be loved by your husband and your husband alone. And it breaks my heart about your story. I want to have you on our next show. As I understand, this developed into some further other things like prostitution, unfortunately. But Holly, thanks so much for being on our show. Thank you for having me. Wow. Don't go anywhere. I want to share some more with you about my thoughts right after the break. Listen, my friend, you are in a spiritual battle, and there's a spiritual battle right now for the soul of our nation. The Bible says we overcome the power of the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimonies. And friend, I need your help spreading this show to all 50 states all across the USA, and that takes money to broadcast in each city. You can help by being a stable monthly giver of our ministry, Awakening the Nations. We are a ministry who's committed to preaching the gospel all across the world. Partner by going to awakeningthenations.com, and we believe America shall be saved. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? To me, this testimony reveals a lot about these things that are usually hidden in the dark. I think some can wonder, how does someone really get involved into a job like stripping or prostitution? What I learned is that it was just one step at a time. Like how she got involved with stripping. It was because she was being encouraged to do this by the people she was around and the parties she was at. But if you look closely, it was almost like in the backdrop of her life, there was a dark spiritual entity looming there unseen that was taking her one step at a time towards being a stripper. She was becoming someone that she didn't really know who she was becoming. In ancient scripture, it reveals the truth of what that pathway is like. It is written in Proverbs 5, 3-6. For the lips of an immoral woman drip honey, and her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she's bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. Her feet go down to death, Her steps lay hold of hell. Lest you ponder her path of life, her ways are unstable. You do not know them. What I found is the profound truth of this verse unraveling in Holly's life. I mean, she was becoming the bitter, immoral woman whose paths are unstable. And the men who are coming to see her, I don't think they were going into those strip clubs knowing that. I mean, they saw the honey part. They saw the sweet, smooth part when she was dancing. But in truth, inside, Holly was filled with bitterness over her past hurt from men in her life. 
She loved the attention, but deep in her heart, she hated them for that. She was using them. There was no love, no attraction. It was all fake. And all those clients were selling their souls to give her that attention and therefore making their own lives a little bit more bitter. Now listen, it's clear in scripture that sexual immorality is to be avoided at all costs. But it will cost you if you give into it. It's not harmless fun. It's not just enjoying the human body. It is sin and it's harmful and poisonous to your soul. Look at Holly's life. She was becoming the poison on a stick per se. Her own life was welling up with bitterness and hatred over time. Where are you at with this? Have you given into bitterness through sexual immorality? If you have, I want to pray for you as Jesus is the only cure to what may be ailing you deep inside. Let's pray. Father God, I'm lifting up the person who's feeling like their steps have laid hold of hell, that there's bitterness from wrong decisions, from sexual morality, Lord. And we're just at a place where like, gosh, Lord, I don't know where to go. So Lord Jesus, we turn to you. We come to you and we give our lives to you. We give that bitterness to you. And we pray that you would set us free from the inside out. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony. And I know that your life was touched. If you need prayer, please give us a call at 877-480-4477. That's 877-480-4477. See you next time.